Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp to be part of the show. Uh, this episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Otterscotch. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Switchcraft episode 201 is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the show by checking out Audible. Uh, they have thousands of books from every genre. I'm just finishing up Freedom by Daniel Suarez. Fantastic book. Uh, it's it's getting to the end and things are really starting to, the action's really starting to pick up. Uh, you're definitely going to find something you like over at Audible. If you want to get a free book and support the show right now, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Before we get to the meat of the show, I just want to let you guys all know that uh, I did give away the $20 eShop gift card uh, courtesy of Kill the Chickens on Twitter, and that went to Love My Ness, a... Uh, uh, a listener who's been uh, at the live shows and in the Discord a whole bunch. Uh, so I was really happy to see that go to to somebody who's been around for a while. I was really happy about that. But speaking of giveaways, we've got another giveaway coming up. We're coming up on the end of the month. And at the beginning of the month, uh, we hit a big milestone, 200,000 downloads in just four months. And because of that, I'm giving away $60 worth of eShop cash. If you want to join that giveaway and have a chance at winning, head on over to uh, runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway, and you can enter to win that $60 of eShop gift card today. Well, this is about Fortnite, but it's not about Fortnite because it's weird. If you don't know what's been going on with Fortnite and the Nintendo Switch and Xbox and PS4, there has been quite the hubbub, and I've been talking about it almost every single episode because it's it's a subject that really ticks me off. Now, why am I talking about it today? We already know what's happened. Uh, Sony won't let other platforms play with people on their platform, and it's just dumb. All right. Uh, but Nintendo and Microsoft are now doing joint commercials about this, uh, not for Fortnite, but for another game where Sony won't let people play. This is the I think this was the first game uh, where they had said, look, cross platform is coming. And Sony was like, no, not us. We don't trust the people on the other platforms to be good enough to play with our players, our 80 million players, uh, where they didn't answer the question and just bragged. So the games that have cross-play that Sony's blocking are Fortnite, Rocket League, uh, Minecraft, and Minecraft is the one that we're talking about today. Uh, Sony, not Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo have put out a new commercial where it shows uh, a, a girl playing on a an uh, Xbox One and a boy playing on his Nintendo Switch and they are gaming together uh, because there's a brand new version of, mine, of Minecraft out on the Nintendo Switch store that has crossplay. Now this is really strange because rather than update the uh, Minecraft for Nintendo Switch, uh, they actually now have two Minecrafts for Nintendo Switch. Uh, which is a really, really strange thing. Let me reach over and grab my Nintendo Switch. So um, 
we've got now we've got two icons for Minecraft. The first one just says Minecraft. You can see it right there if you're watching the video show. And then I'm going to scroll down to the other one, which is on. Oh, here it is. I'm highlighting it now. And there it is. It, that one says Minecraft for Nintendo Switch. So now I have two versions of Minecraft on my Switch. Now, what has been said is that right now, if you already own the old version of Minecraft, uh, there is a 100% discount for this new version of Minecraft on the Nintendo Switch. Basically, what happened is they have rewritten Minecraft using a new engine they call the Bedrock Engine. And now it's the same engine across all platforms with the exception of the Java Minecraft, which kind of forked away from everything else quite a while ago. Uh, most people who play Minecraft play on the Java version, and that's because that one has all of the mods and stuff. But um, this new version of Minecraft is using not Java, but it's it's using the same thing that is on your mobile phone. If you're playing Minecraft on there, Xbox One, if you're playing on there, it's all the same. And so from here on out, what I'm assuming that we will see is that we will continually get the same updates at the same time from Minecraft and we'll be able to play together uh, with anybody, no matter what device that they have, with the exception of Sony. So if you're playing Minecraft on your PS4, your beat, you're not going to be able to play with other people. And um, hopefully... The pressure from fans, the pressure from Microsoft and Nintendo, uh, the pressure, I mean, hell, I've even seen this on Fox Business News, the pressure that Sony must be feeling right now must be pretty real, especially because their stock has taken a hit from all of this negative press. And I think that that is a very very good thing. Um, in fact, Nintendo and uh, Xbox are even having a little fun on Twitter. Uh, here's a uh, a tweet from Nintendo of America. It says, hey, at Xbox, uh, since we can play together in Minecraft now, did you want to build something? Xbox replies, our bodies are ready. What are we building? And then Minecraft replies, well, since you two seem to be so lovey-dovey now, why not try building something like this? And then Xbox replies, Achievement unlocked. Ambitious crossover event. And Nintendo says, let the building begin. I love this. It's It shows uh, a, a sense of humor that can only be shown by the people who are not in first place. Sony's in first place right now in the console wars, which by the way is a fantastic book about Sega and Nintendo. And it goes to show you how being in first place can, can turn around and bite you in the rear. Uh, back when Nintendo was in first place, they made a lot of decisions that were probably not the best decisions uh, for the long term. They were really good short-term decisions, but they weren't the best decisions for the long term. And that's what allowed Sega to grow so well. Not that not that Tom Kalinske didn't do a wonderful job leading Sega of America. Um, just the fact that Nintendo dropped the ball quite a few times because they were arrogant. They were in first place and 
they didn't have to worry about anybody else, it seemed. Sony seems to be doing the same exact thing that Nintendo did in the past and Sony did in the past. Remember how huge the PS2 was? Well, when the PS3 came out, uh, Sony got really, really cocky and they said, we're going to sell this thing for uh, 600 bucks and uh, Xbox came in uh, with Xbox 360 and just cleaned uh, Sony's clock big time. They totally took them out. And then at the end of that generation, Xbox got really, really cocky and, and they tried to sell us a thing that wasn't about video games. It was about something else. It was about everything else. And that's why I call it, they called it Xbox One. And it had DRM where you couldn't trade games very well. And, you know, they forced you to buy Connect, And all of that stuff kind of led to the demise of the Xbox One. And it let the PS4 just run away from the pack. And again, we're running into the same thing where the 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 console that is currently in the lead is getting cocky and being jerks. And hopefully, hopefully... They learned from it this time. But anyway, Minecraft, we've got a brand new version on the Nintendo Switch. You can play with anybody unless they're on a PS4. And uh, I'm pretty excited. I like Minecraft. Do you? Hey, listen. Well, we've got a release date for Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That We've got the, uh, well, let's see, back on the 18th, which was like three days ago, uh, we found out that uh, the Japanese release date of um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z on the Nintendo Switch was going to be September 27th. The game was going to cost 6,800 yen. Uh, I posted about this at runjumpstomp.com. Um, excuse me, which if you're watching the YouTube version, you can see on the screen right now. Uh, so it looks like uh, September 27th is the, the day that that game is coming to the Nintendo Switch in Japan. My question was... When are we getting this in the U.S. and Europe? And Bandai Namco tweeted out, uh, let's see, 7 a.m. today. They tweeted out this morning, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z will make a dragon rush to your Nintendo Switch on September 28th. So uh, one day after, although because of the time zone, it'll probably be a worldwide release. I think that Japan's a day ahead of us. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like it's the same day. Uh, if you pre-order now, you get an early access to Goku SSGSS. I don't know what that means because I don't know anything about Dragon Ball. And v Vegeta, which I assume is like a, a that thing that you put, like that Australian thing that you put on your bread and it's supposed to taste bad. Um, anyway... Uh, and to the classic Super NES, Super NES game, Dragon Ball Z Super Budoten, the Japanese version. So it looks like if you pre-order, you get a Super Nintendo game, which is very, very interesting to me. I did not anticipate that they would be doing something like that. Now, I am not a big Dragon Ball uh, guy. I've never watched an episode uh, I played one game once over at my buddy Brob's house and like I played a little bit and he was like super excited about it because he's a big Dragon Ball guy, but I didn't have any base of reference. So it didn't really appeal to me. However, 
everything that I've seen about this game looks fantastic and it looks absolutely gorgeous. And I was watching a video on YouTube the other day and I forgot to add it to the uh, to the show notes, but it was basically a PS4 and uh, Nintendo Switch comparison because somebody who was at E3 got direct feed footage. It might have been Game Explained, but I don't think it was. Uh, It's not important who it was right now. I'm sure that if you Google it, you'll find it. Um, But it was direct feed footage of the Nintendo Switch version of the game. And then they compare that to the PS4 version of the game. And for the most part, they looked the same. There were a couple of things like there was some swirly tornado stuff and it had a little bit less lightning on the Switch version. But for the most part... um, you wouldn't notice that when you're playing unless you were playing them side by side like they were in that video. So Dragon Ball Fighter Z looks really good on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, they did say it looked a little bit lower resolution. I couldn't tell by looking at the picture, uh, but I'm excited for this game. I think it, it looks like a lot of fun, and it's been a long time since a traditional fighter has gotten me excited for it. Uh, so Dragon Ball Fighter Z looks really good and it looks like we're going to be playing that on september 28th so uh you know in fall we've got that to look forward to well excuse me princess speaking of fighting games that i'm excited for back when they first showed off the nintendo switch i think shortly after uh they showed off the nintendo switch they uh, had like a little indie thing there. They were showing off games that were going to come to the Switch in that first year. In fact, I think it might have been part of the original, um, part of the original presentation. And one of the games that they showed off was um, Pocket Rumble, which is this really cool fighting game that has a Smash Brothers style uh, combat to it. Not where you're trying to knock somebody off the stage but the fact that it's really just two buttons. So you've got your A button and your B button, and, you know, that's pretty it. That's pretty much it. It doesn't have complicated input moves, like Street Fighter, for example. Street Fighter, where you have to do quarter circle forward and a button, or Mortal Kombat, where it's back, back, forward, back, down, and a button. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, It's really just push a direction and a button and be in the right place at the right time to execute your move. And it also has a really cool, um, how do I want to say this? A really cool style to it. Uh, Almost like somewhere between 8-bit and 16-bit. I think it looks great. And then we didn't hear anything. And they said, well, it's delayed. And uh, they said it's delayed until I believe it was summer. And then summer came and we didn't hear anything. And then fall came and we didn't hear anything. And a lot of people were just like, well, maybe it just got canceled. I mean, the game was out on Steam, but we were excited to get it on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, at least I was because it's a simple uh, it's a simple game and a simple game that could easily be played with a Joy-Con uh, because it doesn't have a lot of button input. So I could easily take a Joy-Con off, sit down next to somebody and play this uh, no matter where I am because it doesn't have a lot of crazy inputs. Uh, and this is a game that just seems seemed perfect for the Switch, but we hadn't heard anything about it forever. Well, now we finally know when the game is coming out. And unfortunately, uh, let me mute that. There we go. Um, when is the game coming out? July 5th. So 
July 5th is when we are going to finally get a chance to take a look at, um, or not take a look at, but play uh, Pocket Rumble on the Nintendo Switch. This game just looks so good, and I am excited uh, to play this. Uh, this is going to be a day one purchase for me on on July 5th. Um, and well, I'm going to reach out to the developers and hopefully I can get my hands on a, uh, on a review copy, but this looks so fun. And, um, even though we've got smash brothers coming, I still think that this is, is something that I am, I'm super interested in, uh, because even though it like the controls are very similar to the, to, uh, smash brothers, I feel like it's going to also play different. So that's Pocket Rumble. It's available July 5th. And I think that that that's just fantastic. And uh, it took a really long time for the game to um, to come out. I'm not sure what the problem was, but I'd always would rather that they delay a game and do it right than shove out a game early and do a poor job with it. All right, we've got a couple more stories, and then I'm going to wrap it up. We're going for a short show today. Uh, Pocket, no, not Pocket Rumble. Um, We've got a brand new stage coming to Splatoon 2. Uh, That is via Twitter, and it's called the New Albacore Hotel. Uh, It's a brand new stage coming to um, uh, Splatoon 2 on the Nintendo Switch. Looks really cool. I like that they just keep adding more and more stuff to the game, Uh, but... There you go. Uh, another thing that was on Twitter that's very interesting is um, there is Mr. Sakurai has written a column about Smash's ult- or Smash Ultimate's concept, and the uh, the Source Gaming team was translating it. Uh, so if you want to know more about what's going on there, I'm not going to sit here and read the whole thing. Uh, you can see it right here on the screen on the YouTube, or if you're just listening to the show, uh, just go to twitter.com slash allsourcegaming, and you can you can find that there. Uh, but basically, there's a it's an entire thread talking or translating everything that uh, that Mr. Sakurai was talking about. The one thing that stood out to me is that the initial fighters, when you first boot up the game for the very first time, is going to be limited um, to the original N64 roster, uh, which I think is really cool. I like that they're li- really severely limiting the the roster that you can start with and hopefully giving you some fun ways to unlock uh, other other characters. At least I think that that would be a good idea. Uh, two more things real quick. Uh, Pokemon Quest, according to Nintendo Life, is going to be launching on mobile devices, so your iOS and Android devices, uh, next week. I believe that they said the 28th. Um, reading through the story right now. Oh, uh, I can't find. Yes, yes, there it is. 28th of June, uh, Pokemon Quest will be launching. If you haven't played Pokemon Quest, it's a Pokemon game. Came to the Nintendo Switch. It's free. Uh, you kind of go out into the woods. You have a team of Pokemon. They fight against other Pokemon. And then you have to fight a boss to get materials to come back and cook those materials in order to entice Pokemon to come to your camp so that you can level them up. Overall, it was a pretty fun game, but I felt like it was a better mobile game than it was on the Nintendo Switch, so uh, I lost interest in it pretty quickly, but not because it was poorly made. I just felt like I would rather play this on my phone, which is strange for me because I don't like playing games 
on my phone. And then the last story for today is we have Calling All Families Apply to Compete in Disney Channel's Nintendo Switch Family Showdown Contest. This is over at runjumpstomp.com. Uh, this is, I got this from a press release from Nintendo, from the Nintendo press site. Uh, they say, are you a family that loves Nintendo and wants to show off your skills in various Nintendo games? If so, you can enter for a chance to win the Disney Channel Presents Nintendo Switch Family Showdown Contests and be one of the families to complete in an epic Nintendo Switch Showdown. Uh, family Showdown will be featured on Disney Channel and D- Disney XD and streamed on the Disney Now app this summer. This is basically going to be a half an hour commercial. And while I find that it's a brilliant marketing move, my guess is that this is going to be hot garbage to watch. I don't anticipate that this be uh, very enjoyable uh, to watch, but it is really, really smart marketing to make a competition show, you know, kind of like. Double Dare. If you are old like me, you remember Double Dare where you, you know, the kids would jump into the slime. Um, I feel like it's going to be kind of like that, but featuring Nintendo Switch games and uh, really brilliant marketing by Nintendo. And um, I expect we'll probably see more marketing like this in the future because the guy whose name is not on the top of my head right now, I can't, Fujibayashi? No, that's the guy in charge of Zelda. Uh, Fukushima, I think. Uh, anyway, it, it's not important. The guy who is taken over for Kimishima, uh, he is the guy who's currently in charge of marketing, basically, or at least he's a big part of the marketing department. So I can see us doing uh, or seeing a lot more stuff like this from Nintendo in the future. I'm not interested in watching this at all, and um, really don't expect to talk about it very much, but I want to let you guys know about it because you're all Super Nintendo fans. And wouldn't it be awesome if somebody who listened to Switchcraft got on there and uh, and maybe could come talk to me afterwards? Now, although you probably have to sign an NDA or something. Anyway, let's move on. I'm a number one. All right, before we get out of here, I got an email from Ryan. Uh, The email says, thank you always, Bill. I wish I could inspire more demand from the gaming community for the champions of Breath of the Wild to be Smash Brothers playable characters, right? I think that that's a great idea. I would love to see um, Daruk and Rivali and the other two whose names I can't remember. Mifa is the third one, and then... Ah, the lightning one. What's her name? I'm sure that you guys will let me know. Uh, Anyway, I would love to see those guys as playable characters in Smash. However, maybe only as Echo characters. I I don't want to make their job too hard to balance the game by adding all these other characters to the game. Uh, He goes on to say, This is what made me want to send you two of my... favorite video game commercials from back in the day. The first is a CM for the, oh, a commercial for the original 64 Smash. I reckon the line, something's gone wrong in the happy-go-lucky world of Nintendo would make a fun bumper sound uh, with its comical punching noises and the classic hippy-dippy music in the background. And then they sent me a, a YouTube video of that. The second one, I don't know if you can use for the show, but it's still pretty rad. Definitely check it out out um 
have a great day and good luck with the school finals. Uh, I think it's awesome you're a teacher. It nurtures the it it nurtures the calming and balanced presence of your voice as host of the show. Plus, teachers have the best have to be the best communicators, right? Best best wishes. <laughs> Best wishes, Ryan. Best communicators. I couldn't get through that word. Uh, Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Ryan, for sending those. And you are completely right about the happy-go-lucky world of Nintendo. I'm going to clip that out, and I'll even use it in this episode if you're listening to the audio version. Um, The other one is one of my favorite commercials of all time. It is a Japanese Nintendo commercial where uh, it's about Zelda, and I believe it was for the Zelda Super Nintendo. And it basically, there's this girl, she's dressed up as Link, and then there's another girl in a cage, and then there's Ganon in a pig form, and they are singing this really weird rappy style of song and dancing almost like line dancing is a really strange commercial but every time i see it i'm just like man that is really cool something's gone wrong in the happy-go-lucky world of nintendo all right we also got an email from rock roberge which i am going to play right now for the uh, YouTube people, and uh, I'll edit it in for the audio podcast afterwards. Hi, Bill. Rock Roberge here. Uh, before I get to my comment, I want to congratulate you on your 200th episodes, episode. I uh, can't wa- I can't listen uh, or watch live today, but I look forward to listening to the audio later on. Um, I'm brand new to Fortnite, and I'd literally like never played before, and I'm disappointed to find that there's no tutorial or um, newbie training mode, not even an, uh, an offline sandbox to practice in. Uh, I dropped into a couple of 50v50s, um, but then decided it's just not worth the time to try to learn without any uh, guidance. Um, does anyone else feel the same way? Uh, I'm just curious. Thanks so much, and continued success to you, my friend. All right. Thank you very much for the the voicemail, Rock Roberge. If you want to leave a voicemail, the phone number to do so is 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Hopefully I remembered it correctly. And, um, yeah, I totally get what you're saying about there not being a tutorial for Fortnite and how it's really it doesn't make a lot of sense when you first start out I get that but what I I wouldn't I would say that you shouldn't give up on the game quite yet because most people that excuse me most people that play Fortnite really really like the game and uh the 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 things that you need to get uh, to, to make it easier. And you're certainly not the first person to say, where's the tutorial for this game? Um, but the things that, that you need to do in order to make the game a little bit easier, uh, first off, when the battle bus happens uh, or, or, or starts off and you get to pick where you're going to land, uh, hit the minus button, look at the map, move your cursor over, and then hit the um, the, the R button on your on your controller and you'll put down a little pin. Okay, and then uh, when you get close to that, you jump off the bus and fly towards that. And what I would recommend is you pick a place that is far away from everybody else. Um, At first, this is going to mean that you see a lot less action. It'll give you more time to understand the way that the different uh, guns fire. Um, You can start building stuff. Even if you're not going to win, you can just go off by yourself in the middle of nowhere and try. And it kind of will work for a little bit but then as the storm comes in and you start getting that circle that closes more and more and more you're going to have to head in and of course get killed by somebody who plays the game all the time um 
I get what you're saying. It would definitely be better if you could just say, all right, I just want to do a sandbox mode against some bots so that I can practice and get better because going up against all these people, especially people on the Xbox who have been playing for a long time, people on the PC who uh, who have been playing for a long time, you're definitely at a disadvantage because you're just starting out. Um, also, I would recommend against playing this game uh, in handheld mode. I know that a lot of people really like playing the game in handheld mode. I don't like playing the game in handheld mode. And the reason is, is because the Joy-Con... The right Joy-Con is not set up in a way that is conducive to shooters, in my opinion. I would recommend that you use the Pro Controller. And if you don't have a Pro Controller, I would recommend you get one. We're starting to see more and more shooters on the Nintendo Switch. And playing with the Joy-Con almost feels like you're playing with one hand tied behind your back. Now, my son disagrees with me. He really likes playing with the Joy-Con the way it is. Uh, I just personally... Uh, don't. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much, Rock Roberge, for uh, calling in and leaving a voicemail. I really appreciate it. If you do call or leave an email or anything like that, just keep it short and I'll uh, I'll read it on the show. Uh, speaking of things I'm going to read on the show, here's a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is from Divertido. Uh, they said, I love this show and genuinely look forward to each release. I have even listened on long car rides with my younger brother, and even he is enjoying it, and it sparked a conversation with us between us that lasted us hours. I appreciate the tri-weekly updates, the family-friendly nature, and the audio quality is fantastic. Bill seems like a great guy. Well, you know. Perceptions could be cha uh, challenging. Um, Bill seems like a great, great guy and has good takes about Nintendo news. My only constructive criticism is sometimes when you don't know something, you say, I don't know, and move on rather than investigating and getting it right. Uh, or getting the right answer. Like, for example, when you talked about Pokemon Red and Blue, you said green and red, uh, but were unsure about it and just moved on. I know that's super small, but the Internet's right in front of you and you can find answers e easily. That's all. Otherwise, this is a wonderful, very well produced show. Keep up the great work, Bill. All right. Divertido. Thank you so much for the review. It really does help. I am going to address your concern and explain why I don't stop and do that. Most of the time I'm recording live and watching somebody Google something is not entertaining. So that's the reason why I do that. Now, you listen to the show instead of watching the live show. So why don't I do that and then just edit that stuff out? time it takes a lot of time to edit the show already and if i had to go back and clip out the part where i was talking about something and um uh let me think for a second and and then realize that i didn't know something i had to look it up or something go go back later and cut that out that takes a lot of time to do one of the reasons why the show is working the way that it is is the first 10 episodes were heavily scripted. So the Nintendo Switch was announced. I made probably 10 episodes where I wrote my script ahead of time and I basically just sat in front of my microphone and read it. Now, I am very good at reading a script and making it sound like it's something that I'm thinking of for the first time. But it was so much work that I found myself saying, well... 
I don't know what I want to say about this ahead of time, so I'm not going to write about it. So I didn't have anything to talk about this week, so I'm going to skip this week and go to the next week. And after 10 episodes, I basically said, yeah, I'm not going to do this show. And then I stopped. And then we waited a little bit and I, I kind of wanted I started playing the Nintendo Switch. It had finally come out and I was like, man, I got to talk about this. I got to talk about this. I have so many things to say. But when I sit down to write, I just can't do it. So I told myself, you know what? I'm never going to write a script for the show. I will always do it off the cuff. I'm not going to look things up ahead of time. I'm just going to find the stories that I want to talk about, read those stories and get like a stream of consciousness into the microphone and it seems like people kind of gra gravitated towards that and I'm very happy with the result. Um, if I went back to scripting, I wouldn't be able to do three shows a week and if I stopped to look things up mid-show, then I would have to edit that stuff out and that would take make the editing process take longer. I wouldn't be able to do three shows a week. So while I understand your feedback and and the fact that I could just look it up, um, it it's just not entertaining for me to stop what I'm doing and look it up. And it's too much work to go back and edit it later because you got to remember, I'm a one man show. I'm the writer. I'm the editor. I'm the producer. I'm the uh, the voice I, I do everything. I write the website. I I do everything. And it's a lot of work. And on top of that, I have YouTube videos that I have to edit before I post to the internet. And I just can't do all that stuff and uh, do it the other way. However, I know that you were just nitpicking and I really do appreciate the feedback. I love feedback. And I'm just explaining why I do it the way that I do. All right, let's get out of here. But before we do, uh, don't forget that you can watch the full show either by heading on over to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp and watching it live there, or you can watch it on YouTube after the fact at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. If you want to uh, support the show, you can do so very, very easily by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. There's a bunch of links there that will help out the show. Make sure you check out Tom Winter and Noteblock. Uh, that is the music that you hear on the audio version of the show. I am out of here. I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.